With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Lab. Today I'm joined by Sam Cornish. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm doing good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Really good. Really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm feeling kind of very hopeful uh, for the immediate future of Tottenham because we've spent a large part of this season without our first team squad, uh, let alone our first 11. And it seems like they're all back. And if that is a reality, basically what's going to happen though is we've got our first team back and then we're going to get beat by Brighton because we're Spurs, right? That's what happens. At the time of recording, we haven't played Brighton. So uh, it's, there is a fear wall. of that. It's written on the wall, isn't it? I can see it uh, Can see it coming tomorrow. You know, like the uh, 89th minute winner, um, Matoma. But, <sighs> right, yeah. you know, it's going to um, be okay. If people don't know, Sam, you're, uh, how, what would you, how would you describe your relationship with the club and what is it that you do on match day other than go and support the boys yeah i mean i, I just say it. i'm a regular match going fan but i just happened to to take a camera with me um and over the last i guess it's nearly been a few years um yeah i've just started putting my photos out into the world that i've been taking on match days and, and people have taken a liking to them um yeah a little bit sort of um, I think you're playing it down a little bit there, Sam. I mean, they, they've taken a liking to them for sure, and you've built up a good audience. And uh, we, we I, I think we were quite early adopters to your work, the Fighting Cock. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah, you guys have been amazing, to be honest. I'll, I, I'll I, wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't fishing there. But I, I'm just asking if that is a... It, it, were we were we early early adopters to the Sam Cornish hype train? Yeah, massively, man. Like, one of the first, if not the first. Yeah, I, I remember reaching out to you just asking if you could... Um, if you could put them out into the world and yeah it was was a huge help like that first little step of sort of finding an audience that um i quite frankly didn't have yeah um yeah. well i mean what it was is when you sent when you sent the images across it was clear that the work was significantly good yeah it was it was of a level that i hadn't seen at spurs for many many years and spurs do have a uh, our fan our fan base has created people who often actually all of them not from Tottenham or not from some of them well, you yourself included but Martin who produced the book a, a few years back um, uh, what was that book called again? Can't Smile Without You that's right so Can't Smile Without You it was an, it was an incredible piece of um, photojournalism it was a, an essay in Tottenham and our fandom and yours, yourself you're from Australia which I want to talk to you about because of uh, Postacoglu and what that means so we'll get into that in a bit but but the the one before that was Paul Womble who 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 was who created Tottenham Boys We Are Here and he was from the north and wasn't a Spurs fan and um, created a piece of photojournalism that should be recognised the world over but seemingly weirdly only known by Spurs fans it never really escaped our fan base and Paul Womble never pushed that work it was a piece of photojournalism that he, he did for his university degree and as a young kid from I think it's from Leeds certainly from Yorkshire he came down and followed Spurs home and away and in, in our season where we spent uh, the entirety of it in Division 1 or what was no no sorry the, what would be the championship now but Division 2 back then um, and your work lead, leans into all of that like it's can't spot value in, it, with Tottenham boys we are here and and now what you're doing is that were you aware of that that you're sort of tapping into a, a legacy that already exists yeah um it was only only thanks to you guys actually so i've been a been a listener of the fighting cock for for a long long time and um i remember hearing the episode of about martin and and checking out his his work as a result so so his work was a big inspiration to what i've been doing um and and Tottenham boys, we are here. I, I remember just checking out basically what I could find on it, um, but I remember remember it being like really difficult to get a hold of because there was there was like no copies, no physical copies going no. about. Um, they they but, sell they sell for I mean sometimes you know around seven hundred seven to eight hundred pounds on on eBay when you get a, a decent version of it. They're very it's mad to get. But I remember seeing some some pictures that people have put up online and and thinking that how how cool it was and um yeah just just amazing amazing work so I was, I was definitely aware of it the story of um the story of Tottenham Boys VR area is fascinating because like I say it was a student that came down from from the north to attach themselves to to, to attach themselves to Tottenham and went on this escapade this adventure with with us as we went through our you know uh, our, our attempt to immediately get promoted back to division one and this was of an age where hooligan hooliganism was in full throes um and what he captured was uh you know first-hand experience of some of that but also that also it was also about 
the culture around supporting Tottenham Hotspur. And what he did was he printed, he essentially produced a photocopy of his his his, his pictures and pr- produced a hundred copies that were sold on the high road. That those hundred copies were sold uh, sold out within uh, you know days. There was when I say they were sold on the Tottenham High Road, there were there's like souvenir stalls that would sell match day programs and scarves and what whatnot, and they were stocking this book by this kid. Who'd, who'd taken pictures and interviewed some Spurs fans, and um, and yeah, we sold a hundred copies, and then um, it was so popular that there was a an effort to get more out, so there was a second run, and at that point, I think he'd removed himself completely from um, Tottenham Boys We Are Here as a piece of art or social journalism, whatever you however you describe it, and it was Spurs fans that then started producing it, and then in the nineties there was a I think it's called Colormax. It was a, a style of a way of printing fo- color photocopies, basically, but but in HD, where this this um, this book was replicate re- re- reproduced, and it was at that point, and then that's it's that version that sells for a lot of money because the quality of what was originally the the, the original source material is replicated in these Colormax editions of it. So if you get a hold of one of these copies in the nineties, they you can see the detail in all, all in all its glory. But what happened in between those, because it was so popular and people saw an opportunity to make some money, there would be photocopies of it, and then photocopies of photocopies, and then it just the quality would degrade significantly. And then, like I say, these sort of higher definition repros were produced in in uh, in the 90s maybe even early 2000s and they they're really sought after and um apparently you you might be interested in this sam is that paul womble has bin bags in his in his loft in his house wherever he lives now full of photos that never didn't make the cut and um rob white i was speaking to rob white but we we were looking me and um, my mate charlie who you know works on the fighting cock as well we were looking at a, a way of producing a film about this book and we managed to make contact with Paul Womble and he said at this time he's not interested in talking because he's gone on to do high fashion photography he's worked at the he lectures at universities all around the world he's, he's had a really successful career for him this is just a mo- that this book was just a moment while he was at university and what he created That's was awesome. something incredible for Tottenham um, and so, so much to so many people, but it, it was just yeah, like you said, a moment in time for him. It was everything. It was the first. It was the first example of of anything like that in club football. And 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 like moving forward to your work, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like Sam is like, why I've, I've been so impressed with what you're doing is for me, and I'm not sure you're aware of it, but for me, how I see your work is a continuation of that. You're capturing moments in a way that no one else as far as I can tell in in in, in fan culture is doing thanks man no, I'm, means, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass I'm just saying that there isn't anything else out there like your like what you're doing so you do you recognize that yeah I think I think so I think there's like I've seen bits and bobs from people at other clubs that, that are doing really cool things um there's a guy up in Newcastle that that uh has an Instagram under the name of floodlights on shoots everything on 35 mil film wow and it's it's absolutely gorgeous um there's there's very very few people that are sort of yeah fully focused on you know the culture and 
the things that are sort of happening off the pitch, outside the 90 minutes, in the pubs, on the streets. Do you, do you uh, think you um, have an infatuation with that because, and through your, your work and your photography, you can see that that's what you're interested in, yeah? So when, as a photographer, your subject is the example of what's going on inside your head. You photograph what you find interesting. And what you find interesting is, in part, fan culture at Tottenham Hotspur. But do you think part of why you're so interested in that is because that you're not from here, that that you're that you've arrived, and, yeah. and and it's it's it isn't something you've grown up with. Is that fair to say? It's exactly why I think um, when I've tried to explain it before, it's been because it's growing up in Australia on the other side of the world. You know, you um, your relation with your relationship with football is is like very transactional and. It is flick on the TV at sort of two in the morning, watch a game, uh, either go back to bed, stay up, then go to school or go to work. And and that's kind of how you, yes, yeah, consume football. And it always left me wanting more with with the culture. And yeah, so that, that part of football has always been unattainable for me being on the other side of the world. And then sort of showed up here seven years ago and basically just lost my mind at being a part of it and and wanted to document every single sort of meaningless second to, to most people, but it, it was everything to me. Um, and yeah, I, I just find it so special. That's just like culture that's been built, you know, on decades and decades and families have histories and routines that, um, yeah, like I said, might just, just feel like an average Saturday to them, but I, I just find it so fascinating. And yeah, I, I love that I've been able to start to build up not quite bin bags in my in my loft, but archives on the computer of of these pictures. Why are you Spurs then? So like you're you're watching, you're following the Premier League and following Tottenham uh, from the other side of the planet. What what, what it was? How does a Australian, because it's a different. We, we, there's been a massive influx in interest in Tottenham since Postecoglou took over, but that was. I mean, when when did you pick Spurs up as your club? What? How did that happen? Why are you so interested? Why Why have you become such a massive fan to the point where you go home and away? Yeah, so I I basically arrived here seven years ago, um, and I needed to be on the football every weekend and. Yeah, I, my dad basically raised me as as a United fan, basically like every other kid in Australia. You're either Liverpool, United, or you don't watch football. Um, and would you is, yeah. is that is that still the same sort of now, or was it just when you was a kid? Like, I wonder how much impact Postecoglou's had on. Actually, let, let's. Well, I'd, I'd be interested to find out. To be fair, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not um, spending so much time over there anymore, obviously. But um, when I was a kid, yeah, massively. And like, I used to get pelters at school for even being interested in football, because um, where I grew up, it was it was very heavily rugby league and cricket dominated. Um, and yeah, being interested in football, you were a bit of an outlier. Like people played football, but you know, watching Premier League football, I didn't have too many people at school growing up that I could talk to about the game. It was just sort of me and my dad and then the guys that I'd play on on the weekend with, you know, that you'd be able to to talk about football. So it's like quite quite an unusual experience. 
So that that probably leans into why I was craving so much to be a part of the atmosphere and the culture. So, what, I, I, so if it was United, what 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 made you switch to Spurs then? Yeah, I mean, but when when I got off the plane, like moving here, oh, I see. I, want, I wanted to be going to the football every week and sort of landed in London, um, and then obviously it couldn't be Arsenal. It uh, well, I mean, I was, it could have been Arsenal. Like, why, why, why couldn't it be Arsenal? I just hated Arsenal, like <laughs> from from a young age, and so obviously that that meant Tottenham was was an easy decision. But also, um, I I moved to East London, so basically as the the crow flies, it was Tottenham was almost the closest. I think West Ham was slightly closer, but being at Wembley, it meant that I could get a ticket every week. So it was it was a bit of a no brainer. I could go watch Tottenham every week and not have you know a dilemma trying to get a ticket. It was it was just there and, and and accessible for me. So I did that. I didn't miss any home games, and I was basically living my dream. And through through going every week, I just fell into amazing crowds of of people that you know some of them are my best friends now and. Um, some of the some of the the most amazing people I've met in my life are friendship groups that have that like this club has opened me up to and it's sort of become more and more special every week through, it's funny through the people you, you say that because I, I would say the same I'd say Spurs were have, have connected me to my my best friends people that, that that are the most important people to me in my life outside of my direct family my wife and kids and whatnot but not on what not <laughs> my wife and children uh but but um yeah no i mean it's 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 amazing what tottenham Hotspur can do and what your football club can do in addition to meeting good people because you if, if they're spurs typically they're good people and um yeah, yeah man it's an amazing thing i want to i want to um, ask you a question about the fact that you take your camera to football now, previously, that's been an issue. It's been an issue for Martin, and it was an issue for Paul Wumble, and they got round it through persistence, as, as I remember. What, 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 what's the reaction been like from you? And then I get like the, the landscape of our respective uh, the respective time periods is different. Like Paul Wumble was, he was doing it when you know all bets were off. Like it was the the, the you know football hooliganism was described as the english dis disease by margaret thatcher back in the 80s something that she she was desperate to eradicate um have you have you have you felt or experienced any kind of negativity when you've been out taking pictures of spurs and, and the fans uh not so much negativity i think that'd be too strong a word um i i think maybe some people don't know but like you're not actually allowed to be taking a camera into the uh the football stadiums there's like the rules are, are pretty loud and clear if you if you want to look them up yeah. through the club's website and the premier league or whatnot but um, off the pitch can you that sort no of can't, definitely can't do any of that but um and i don't have accreditation or a pass um not meant to be doing what i'm doing but you know we move on but you spoke uh, to the, you've, you've you've talked to the club haven't you i've tried to I haven't had any success. With them. Have you been shut down though? Have you have you been in a situation where they won't respond to you, or it's you've just been dismissed? Uh, the latter, but yeah, 
I'll, I'll they, keep trying. They, mate, they, they 100% know what you're doing without a shadow of a doubt. They know everything. And you haven't got a... How many people How many people have followed you on Instagram? Is it 11,000? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. They, you, you can't be taking photos inside the stadium and get the level of traction that you're getting without the club knowing what you're doing. And especially because you've actually been in a situation where you've been photographing the players Madison there's an incredible photo you've got of Madison um, yeah that was, that was that was a fun day that one the um the media access day it was, it was a proper pinch yourself moment that they definitely know Sam they definitely know this is about get, but, but what 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 would what would be your gain to get a, a um what, what 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 would it be that you'd want from the club if you could have a conversation with them I think it would just be to it would sort of to go back to the original question would to um any sort of negative connotations with having the camera in there. Um, so like, for instance, being turned away, I know that I'm, I'm a pretty sure bet getting the camera into each home games, but um, it's the aways where, you know, there's like that sort of, if I'm sat on a train for, or like the coach, like I was um, up to Goodison last weekend, I was on a coach for, I don't know, near enough five hours door to door. And then I've got my camera around me and, you know, if they tell me that I can't take it in, then it's a bit of a problem, right? I can't just, duck home 20 minutes on the train and drop it off and be back for kickoff but what, what do uh, they know that the camera's on you i yeah yeah they do i i just try and downplay it basically so i, I you've seen my camera right like it's it looks pretty yeah vintage it's not like, like a, a dslr with a large lens on it no, like the lens is really small it doesn't look like a super duper serious bit of kit and and that's partly because it's not like it's not going to be able to take broadcast quality pictures um and that's not what i'm trying to do um it yeah basically it all i'd want is to be able to continue to do what i do and um not have the threat of having my livelihood taken away from me when i'm halfway up the country um yeah because no, yeah, that would mean that would be massive right if you lost your hammer that would be everything right why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, but, it'd, it'd be, it'd be but, a bit of a problem. My, my question wasn't necessarily aimed about the difficulties of clubs making, you know, or stewards making your life a nightmare. It was more the reaction from the, the your fellow fans. Because typically yeah, okay. cameras at football previously, before the smartphone, to be fair, when, when I was a kid growing up, it wasn't something you would necessarily do willy-nilly. You wouldn't be taking photos of other fans. Uh but obviously times have changed like is there never been any negative reaction to what you're doing at all no like i mean i if 
if people haven't seen my work, a lot of it is, and I kind of get pelters for it sometimes, um, but a lot of my work is, you know, the, the back of people's heads or it's... Um, Why would you get pelters for that? Because they want their faces in it. Some people I don't think understand the style that I'm going for. I think a lot of people are just like, why is there all this other shit in the picture when you're trying to take a photo of... Oh, so you're being critiqued artistically. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. you know, that's fine. I can I can take it. I've got pretty thick skin. But um, yeah, I, the point I was trying to make is that I, I try not to take too many... I, I very, like, very, very rarely will have someone's full face in yeah. a photo... Or, you know, I'd, I'd never put a photo, I, I would never take a picture of somebody that, you know, could make them lose their job. Or, you know, I, I don't have the hooliganism to, to worry about in that aspect um, that the, we were talking but about But that, that is an important part of someone who is, is taking photos, is being res respectful of the, the people he's capturing mm -hmm. or she's capturing. It's like, it's, it's, it's like the first and foremost, when you're taking images that, that you're... Respectful of the impact of those images, and you do it. You do it correctly. You do it right. Like what everything you do, everything you've. Like I've been following Spurs since the eighties. My first game as a four-year-old was in eighty-five, and what you're creating feels like what I grew up watching. And that, and that, I don't know if that means anything to you. Yeah, that's but, that's really nice. But it, but it is. It's like that explosion in the stand. I'm, I'm watching as we talk right now uh, the animation that you create. I'm going to talk to you about that actually, how you do it, just just from a personal curiosity. Um, but but watching the pitch, what you, the photos you're taking are, and they're they're what I experience when I'm at the game. That and that's what that and that's what you're able to capture with 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 your setup. It's, it's what I'm trying to do, basically. And I, I, was, I was saying to um, someone the other night that I, what I'm trying to do is just create the pictures that, like the the nine or ten year old version of myself would have wanted to see back in Australia. And I think maybe that's why so many people um, that have have followed my work recently have enjoyed it because you know they're most of them probably are on the other side of the world or or they can't be at the football for whatever reason mm. and it allows them to feel maybe that little bit closer to what's happening on on the pitch and in the stands um where yeah like the, the broadcast photography doesn't really offer that um it, it hopefully just feels a little bit more real and um tactile if that makes sense yeah it's almost like it's almost like how would you describe it? Like candid. It's like it's hidden. That you're you're capturing. You're you're, you're capturing a match day, and 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 you're you're given an insight to what it's like to follow Spurs or follow a football club in England, on a, on any given match day, and you're not. You're. It's almost like you're not part of the uh, of the conversation. That 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 everything in your lens, is is being demonstrated. And, and and as evidence of what it's like to go and watch Tottenham Hotspur play, and that your ego is removed. I don't know if I'm going too deep here, but this is the way it makes me. When I've been thinking about it, is it's you're not a part of it. You're you're just merely offering a window into what it's like. And 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 I'm I'm looking at a picture of Richarlison scoring and celebrating, going down his knees against Brentford the other week, 
and he is framed by an arm in the air with a fist in the air and it's uh, of a fan who's celebrating and there's a beautiful there's a beautiful relationship between what Richardson has just done the emotion he's feeling and by proxy the emotion that the fans are feeling in the stadium and in one photograph you've captured it and that's that, that's what's so fascinating and, and amazing about it Sam it really really is good um, thanks man no you're welcome um, so you're an Australian who has adopted Spurs as his team you're doing this incredible work you've been going to watch Spurs uh, what did you say seven years yeah seven years now so that would be the end of Postico, uh, sorry, Pochettino's tenureship so I caught the last um, the last two seasons of Poch was you taking photos of them on an iPhone, so they don't get much uh, airtime these days. <laughs> but, but 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 what what was the process then? When, while while you were taking, was it was it that you just wanted cool pictures for your Instagram, or what 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 was you doing? What what was the process of capturing? When you say you're not on your iPhone, did you? Was yeah, I mean, it just wasn't. Was you being deliberate with it? Was it? I'm taking my iPhone. I'm going to take pictures every game or something else. To only like yeah, to a to a lesser extent, I think. Um, there was it was kind of like uh m me just wanting to make sure that i'd captured some memories you know like i took my sister to um to wembley when we played chelsea there when when son ran through the whole team and scored that amazing goal and like i've got pictures of, of me and her that day from the stands and it was it's you know i'll always have them but i kind of wish i had my camera to sort of you know, make them feel that little bit more tactile, like we were saying before. Um, but yeah, the intention was there to, to sort of document. I think I've just taken it to another level. Yeah, man. I'm just skipping through your images as 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 we're talking. And there's an incredible photo you've got of, uh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's, and if you want to uh, look at any of these photos that we're talking about, um, just check out Sam Liam Cornish on Instagram and you'll see all these these photographs. But there is a picture of um, a lad, a bloke, probably in his 40s, like by the back of his head, I can tell, late 40s. Um, and he's got a flat cap on with a Spurs emblem on the back of the cap. And in the other direction, there are fans walking in the other, uh, like against the flow of the, uh, the way he's walking. And the almost all of the photograph is a blurred image of someone else's shoulder and it's beautiful it's beautiful like it's it's you've got the spurs emblem do you know the, the photograph i'm talking about yeah that was that was from from goodison at the weekend yeah it looks like goodison yeah and 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 the the fans from it coming in the other direction were they everton fans no there was just um the the shit of getting into into the ground that was everybody twelve thirty kickoff everyone showing up at the same time trying yeah. to get through the turnstiles um but yeah it was just a bit of a but, but I've been in that. I've been in that situation since a kid. I remember being tiny and looking up at my old man and, and, and his mates and, and taking us to the football and this flow of bodies trying to get into. We're all trying to get into the same place, and um, yeah, just like it just it really does capture that that the, the mayhem of being outside a, a, a ground trying to get in, especially Goodison with um, sort of residential streets. 
around. It was a bit like yeah. Tottenham, to be fair, before yeah. the uh, before the new stadium went up. Um, yeah, so uh, there, there must have been some pressure when Postacoglu came in as an Australian. Oh. Something you never oh, anticipated, yeah. right? Yeah, so I, I, I vividly remember listening back to... Um, the Fighting Cock podcast when he was at the bottom of all of your lists, <laughs> and um, yeah, but rightly so, rightly so. Um, and I just remember seeing like the first day that his name started to pop onto a few people's lists, and like the initial feeling of excitement uh, that you know this guy that I've sort of been watching since. So you was aware of him. You was acutely aware of him. 100%. Like, I, I used to go watch Sydney FC, which was my local team, and his Brisbane Raw would literally smash our team to bits. Right, okay. Would, so, let me get you, let, let me ask you about Brisbane Raw. Like, what, what, because that even somehow his tenureship at Spurs has transcended, sorry, his tenureship at Brisbane Raw has transcended all of the work he's done in Japan and Scotland, and uh, to, to the point where I'm. I need to know about how good this Brisbane Raw side was and why was it significant that he got them playing in the way that they did? Like, is he, like what, what, what was it that was so impressive about what they did? Which no, no team had played football like that before in Australia, or well, certainly not, you know, since I'd been watching it. Um, they, yeah, they were nicknamed Raw Salona for a reason. They kept the ball, they attacked. You couldn't get it off them and they would just beat you by three or four. Um, and it was just just madness. They, they even people that weren't interested in our national league or football in Australia were talking about them purely because they set a record, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it still stands for the most either it was either wins in a row or longest streak of like going undefeated um, in all sports. So like any any code which. You know, was making headlines that that Postacoglu's Brisbane Roar have have basically set an Australian record and didn't really give a choice to the country to, whether to talk about it or not. It was just just so impressive and 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 was significant in Australia that that style of football was had, had made it to our shores um, because uh, whether people know or not, like we'd, we've always been quite an agricultural football country I think like in terms of the way that we played in, in our national team and um, it was just it was wicked even though it wasn't our team to see that somebody was like really really turning up the style and and playing classy football every week and it and it, it did feel yeah very significant how long, how long ago was that oh, I, off the top of my head I'm gonna I'm gonna get it wrong but yeah I, just guess roughly it. roughly it doesn't matter ballpark maybe maybe 15 years ago 15 years ago so you're you're this is crazy right because you're you're a kid and you're watching your teams sydney what did you say sydney sydney fc sydney fc i i'm full disclosure i know fuck all about australian football they're the juggernaut of the the australian league <laughs> are they did they win today yeah. they are you know it's a bit of a yo-yo um, National League at the moment that's that's a whole other podcast that no one's going to listen to <laughs> uh, okay so so um, 15 years ago you're watching Ange Postacoglu destroy your beloved Sydney FC and in that time space 
he has gone from Australia to Japan to Scotland to becoming the manager of well certainly the within the biggest five in the in, in the Premier League but if you look at it financially probably biggest fourth fourth in the Premier League and and you know in the top 10 in world football managing that side and you've somehow creeped across the globe to just join Tottenham just in time a couple of years before I get you as early but a couple of years before to see your fellow countrymen join the club as well and then you must be absolutely buzzing like doing backflips Sam like not only have you like blossomed a career in photojournalism and football journalism and God knows what you're going to go on to do and I suspect very good things but you also got your own countryman managing a football club that everybody bloody loves, playing the best football I've ever seen at Spurs, or among the best football I've ever seen at Spurs. What the fuck is going through your head? Mate, it's insane. But it's, like, I, yeah, so I, I was absolutely, I can't even explain the levels of, of excitement. It, like my, my, the conversations my dad and I were having were just like, he, obviously grinning so he's still follow, following Premier League football at Manchester United he's still fiercely behind that is he or is he he's I'll tell you what he's up watching Tottenham at three in the morning every and and he's fucking buzzing like he's sending me you know he's, he'll send me a text as as we're about to kick off he'll just say I'm up and <laughs> which is like, what, it's what like time, crazy what, what, what time would it be on like 3pm kickoff on a Saturday in Sydney what would it be Depends on the daylight saving hours, but I think tomorrow's kickoff will be like one thirty for him. And you know, how old, he said it, that how old is your dad? My dad is sixty-seven. He's sixty-seven, and he's staying up. A Man United fan, he's staying up to watch Spurs play. Yeah, he just loves it. He's fully coised. He mate. loves Spurs, he, doesn't he? He loves Spurs now. He loves it. He loves it. And he, like he'll he'll just message me. I'll be at work and I'll get text through from my dad, just being like, "Do you think Basuma's going to play this weekend?" And, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's invested now he can't help himself but yeah i think um i guess to to answer your question a little bit further like i was just beyond excited but in the same way and maybe even more outweighed the uh excitement was the fear of having to defend my man to our fan base that couldn't maybe weren't ready to to watch their team play like this high line suicide football um you know, playing out from the back, um, I, I knew that that was coming, but it obviously started a lot better than I think we all expected. So, so, uh, so you knew you, so you're you're you knew Postecoglou's football. You you understood what Postecoglou was about before any of us did. Yeah, I, like I, I I knew pretty well. So, like my my favorite football memory ever is is watching us win the. The Asian Cup, and I was with my dad in, in Australia when when he beat South Korea in 2015. Um, so you talk Australia? Yeah, sorry. So when Australia. you say us, I feel like Tottenham, and I was like, we haven't well, Asia Cup. What is that? The Peace Cup? I, don't, I didn't know what you're talking about for a second. <laughs> so yeah, no, you no, won so the Asian yeah. Cup. Yeah, and and yeah, so being there, sort of watching that with with my dad was like super special. So I mean, I've I've had I've had some good time watching his football, but by no means am I, you know. Uh, a, a football journalist or or someone working for yeah a, a broadcast outlet that is able to analyze his every move but i knew what we were getting ourselves into and did, what would so you knew that there would be moments like right now i look i i i i'm i can 
watch I, I've watched Tottenham Hotspur in the last five years and the the Mourinho and Conte period were boring for want of better expression for the large part it was difficult to watch Spurs play that way but with Postacoglu I can't not watch the screen and, and it's for fear and also for expectation that, that we're going to absolutely destroy this team look at us controlling the ball but also one mistake would mean that they're going to get in and, and score against us and I'm not sure in the long run like how good that's going to be for all of our hearts but maybe that is just the way Postacoglu is, is going to play and if we can get in better players that that won't fuck up and won't ha- have any issue with with retaining play, uh, possession in, in high pressure moments that maybe something special would happen but it's it, it's more of a challenge than I thought it was going to be and I'm gleeful of it I really am like the game against Brentford I didn't take my eyes off the screen once not once that I turned my head away right. from the I mean, I paced around the front room with my old man. He was saying, he was like, sit down, you, sit down. Why, why are you making me nervous? And I'm like, Dad, I am bloody nervous. Like, I'm, I need to do it. I need <laughs> to walk. I need to move. I need to do anything but other than accept what I'm watching and which what, what might be us conceding a late goal as we did against Everton. But Isn't it nice to... For, I felt you know, alive. I felt alive. It, man, like it... it like for me in particular like football and it's it's like it's an it's an exciting thing but it's also an incredibly sad thing if you think about it in the long term that for me probably football will never mean more to me than it does right now um yeah and to go from the apathy that we had over the last four years of you know doom scrolling on our phones to just get our eyes off of watching whatever was on our screens or in the stadium um, to to the point now. Doom scrolling. That, that's Doom, exactly, yeah. exactly what it is. Is that a, is that a, a coined term? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you'd be able to find that one on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, um, it felt it felt like that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just think like it's as maybe high stress and like you said detrimental to our blood pressure that it is. It it feels really good to to feel good again, and bad to be fair, just to feel anything. When did you start taking pictures of Spurs then? Um, so I bought my first camera nearly nearly three years ago. Um, and, and basically, as soon as I got it, I, I took it straight to, to the ground. I knew that I bought the camera with that purpose, that I wanted to start taking this really seriously. Well, and you'd never taken a photograph before that point? Other than your mm-hmm. iPhone? Yeah, other than... I basically played around with a few friends' cameras before, but uh, it wasn't until then. And like you look back at some of my first pictures, and they're shocking. Um, and yeah, yeah a, few, a few few good ones in there, but it's it's definitely been a learning process over the last few years. And with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, so what? So, so, so you, how, how have you sort of got to a position where you? it was shocking to the point where, you know, what you're producing right now is excellent? I think it's just putting it out right? Like, the, you know, the 10,000 hours rule. I'm, I don't think I've reached 10,000 hours on behind the camera yet at the football, but um, I think it was, it's but, also like me finding my style and, and what I liked and what I was finding interesting at the football as well. Um, and maybe a little bit less so, but what people were wanting to see. Yeah. Um, the, the, so the... The, the, there's a, a, a number of images that you've produced with Spurs players in there. The Madison one. Um, there's Sonny. The, do, you know, do, do you know what I'm talking about? You got access yeah. to, to, to the players in a way that you wouldn't have normally got access to them. What was it like being with them? Like, it, what, like being in the room with them and, and being able to use them as your subject. What was that like? Like you got to sort of to so basically what from that it was it was the like made one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me in my life that I just got a follower on Instagram and I was just checking out who it was clicked on it and um, saw that they worked as as the head of creative for the Premier League. And I thought that I was being catfished. Like I genuinely thought that someone was just going to try and play a prank on me. And um, why? I don't know, man. There's, you know, there's weird people in the world. Yeah. Uh, and or like, it was one of my mates that were just like, "Yeah, come on, this would be a good, good bit." Um, and yeah, I, I reached out to the guy um, basically because I was wanting to just ask. I was asking. For for a bit of advice, basically, how to to take this to to the next level, and you know, if if they had any or any words of wisdom for me, um, and he just asked me if I was going to be busy on a date in August, and I was like, well, I'm not now, like I'm dropped everything, um, and it turned out that he wanted me to to shoot some photos at the media access day at at the Tottenham training ground, which is the um, before the season starts, they they basically capture all the content uh, for all of the promos, and um, you know when you log on to like Fantasy Premier League, there's the the, the stills on there and, and videos that they create for this, um, and and you know your Sky Sports pre-match little clips that you might see of like Postacoglu folding his arms. Yeah. They have a day where there's sort of ten media outlets that come through and, and capture all of that and. Yeah, he asked me to come through and take some behind-the-scenes footage for um, for Premier League productions, and yeah, man, it would it, like it blew my head off. Um, and it was the, it was the first time that I'd I'd kind of done something like that before. Um, so I was yeah shitting myself, but at the same time just just buzzing because it was I knew how much of an opportunity, but 
you know how how incredible that experience was was going to be you know face to face with yeah it, as as like a 30 year old it feels weird to say heroes but but guys that you you spend hours and hours talking to your mates about and oh, yeah, yeah. and thinking about and just think about all the the time that you spend thinking or talking about Tottenham um and and to to be immersed in it like that was was really special yeah mate i'm just looking at the pictures now like the picture you have of harry kane and he's still in the spurs shirt and he obviously went off to uh do what he did but yeah man it's it's incredible work it really is uh amazing 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 stuff sam um if people want to find your work i'm sure they will after listening to this uh what's the best way for them to find you uh i'm on twitter instagram tiktok all under the same handle so it's sam liam cornish um and then i've got another little page on on instagram that i kind of use as a i guess you can call it like a, a diary or i just kind of say what i'm thinking with a with a picture from anywhere but that that's called black and white heart lane um and all the pictures are obviously in black and white amazing uh thank you so much mate no thank you if you're still pleasure. still listen to uh the lab then please go to wherever you get your podcasts and rate us five stars and um, review as well because if you do that the more people are going to be able to access the podcast and we'll be able to do more of what we've just just listened to okay so uh, thank you very much Sam and um, up the spurs and we'll see you next time Network.